Are you ever curious what's going on behind the scenes in Hollywood? You watch a Netflix show or a Marvel movie and you wonder, why was that person in it? Why did this movie get made? I'm Matt Bellany, founding partner of Puck News, and I'm covering the inside conversation about money and power in Hollywood. With my new show, The Town, on the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm going to take you inside Hollywood with exclusive insight on what people in show business are actually talking about. Multiple times a week, we're going to bring you short, digestible episodes featuring some of the smartest people I know breaking down the hottest topics in entertainment to tell you what's really going on. Follow The Town now and listen on Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Draft Show, an emergency edition of the Ringer NFL Draft Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly, and we are here coming to you live. It is Sunday night because Tom Brady has unretired. Yeah. And I thought I could enjoy my selection Sunday with college basketball. No, (laughs) NFL's here. Tom Brady's unretired. We're just going to give you kind of a short, like, just our immediate reactions from this right now. And I'm just going to kind of give you, can I just throw my immediate thoughts at you right now with just what went through my head? Give it to me. Yeah. What do you got? So at first I was pretty thrilled because the Richmond Spiders, my beloved Uh college basketball team, made the NCAA tournament. They won the Atlantic. Okay. Shout out to Richmond Spiders. I was enjoying this. Just waited 11 years to see them on selection Sunday. Yeah. Spiders, baby. And that didn't last very long. But I see Tom Brady unretired. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, man, you had it. You had it made. Like, he's like, what Craig was just saying the other day, like the Godfather lens, like every time you think you're at you, they pull you back in. <laughs> he got it. He got out. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have more rings than Michael Jordan. You have yeah. more rings than any individual NFL team in the Super Bowl era. Tom Brady is better than any individual team. And his family was there. Like, it's like the beach at the end of Shawshank. Go, go to Zawataneo. Go, enjoy your life. You did it. And he's back. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what are you chasing? Like, am I crazy? Like, he sh- he did this right. He walked away, in my opinion, the perfect time. I kind of am, this is insane of me to say, but disappointed in a way. I thought he crushed this. What, what was your really? first reaction? I'm excited. I'm, I'm very happy that he's back. I think just bottom line, football is better when Tom Brady's back, like when he's playing. He's very good. He makes the Buccaneers clearly much more relevant this year. They're probably going to be a Super Bowl contender. A lot has to happen in between now and the season in terms of them getting free agents locked in. And there's going to be, uh, they're going to attract like the mercenary type guys to come play for one year and get a title, all that stuff. We'll get to the, all that during the offseason. But like my initial reaction was number one, that's awesome. It's funny. It's good content, but it's also good for, I think, the sport. 
he's coming back to the NFC, which doesn't have very many good quarterbacks in it right now, which is, I think, probably part of his reasoning, I would guess, is because he go, he's looking at the NFC and is like, we got Aaron Rodgers, Dak, Stafford, and then who else? Kyler. Kyler? I mean, I don't the know. NFC AFC <laughs> balance is crazy. It's that, as you just said, it's Dak, Stafford, Kyler, Rodgers. And like the fifth best quarterback before Brady came back was like Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. Right. Like, who is the fifth right. best quarterback in the NFC? The AFC is out here with, I mean, never mind, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. That's just, I mean, that's the same division. You've got Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. That's one division. Derek Carr, also in that division. Josh you got Allen. Josh Allen. And then, like, Trevor Lawrence, just the number one pick from a year ago, just out there in the AFC. Like, the AFC is half the quarterbacks in the AFC are really, really, really good. Yeah. And then the NFC, Brady's back. But I don't know. I, I, obviously, it's good for football, Brady's back. Obviously, it's good for, like, following the NFL. I just kind of looked at it like, so, if you remember he did that Facebook show back when that was a thing? It was called Tom versus Time. It was the season. It ended up with them losing to the Eagles. I never watched it, but yes, I don't think anyone watched it. But like he did, just give Deepak Chopra's son the mm-hmm. access. He's the director. Deepak Chopra. He's referencing Kanye things. He writes books. His son did the the show for Tom Brady. Okay, okay. it's called Tom versus Time, and it's like pretty decent access to Tom's life, comparative to you know everything else we get. And Giselle just straight at one point looks into the camera and says. As far as I'm concerned, football is his first love. <laughs> I think about that a lot, and I think about, I thought about that today. She just has accepted this, and the idea that Brady just—I don't know—he had what? He retired February first, and today's what? Let's say March thirteenth. It's been forty days. He had a forty-day retirement. I, I know it's March thirteenth because wasn't yeah March twelfth is two years today since Rudy Gobert. We don't have to go into that. It's dark, but anyway, here's my reaction to your reaction. People like Brady who are high achieve, like incredibly high achieve. Like he's going to be one of the greatest players in sports history ever right like you don't get to that level if you if you're just like a laid-back person that wants to relax like on your off season you know what i mean like you don't get to that level you're he's type a he doesn't know any other like way to attack life than to just like a hundred percent dive in right like look at everything he does like the tv 12 method the way he treats his body the way he prepares the way he watches tape all that stuff over the years and plus he's been doing this for like 20 something years like i feel like he's this is the only way he knows this is what he gets out of bed for in the morning and so when you when you all of a sudden get that pulled out from under you and like you're you don't have anything to compete for you don't have anything to strive for on that particular day other than just like relaxing and hanging out like that can be massive I know the word I'm the word that's coming to mind is like culture shock. It's like it completely different, right? Like it's a different lifestyle. I think culture shock's not a bad term. I've been thinking a lot about this book Seth Wickersham wrote, which is phenomenal, which is it's better to be feared. And it's about Brady and Belichick era. And then also it's the Brady Belichick Robert Kraft era, really, and everything that went down there. And it's really good. And one of the things Seth kind of explores is that Brady's kind of terrified of not playing football, and that kind right, of drove him. Like, right. like at the end of it's all fear, and I like it's better to be feared. There's a lot of Machiavelli and a lot of things at Belichick, but also Brady's afraid to not play football, and he tried it for six weeks and went back. I love that. It's so funny how quickly he turned it around. It's crazy. Six weeks. That was like <laughs> not, not that was not that long ago. This isn't like Favre, where it's like two weeks before the season. He's like, "Fuck it, we're back. We're doing it again." It like he spent. Literally just over a month being retired. He's like, I can't do it. I got to come back. Brett Favre, they used to have helicopters flying over Hattiesburg, Mississippi <laughs> in July because SportsCenter had yeah. nothing else to talk about but like midseason baseball. So like, let's just fly a helicopter to Brett Favre's house. Brady was just like, ah, sure. And also like, some people have been saying, Bill Simmons has been saying like maybe he'd come back at some point. Mike right. Florio, Pro Football Talk, has been was said that like uh, this week or last week that 
Brady would be the Niners starting quarterback for mm-hmm. San Francisco like mm-hmm. week one this year. And so maybe in some sense, like we were all bamboozled. Maybe he never retired. Like Mike Florio, who is a character, was saying <laughs> Brady retired from the Buccaneers and that he right. just he never said the word retire. I don't believe in that initial Instagram post in February 1st. Very cryptic. Yeah. And like he basically maybe he looked at the Tampa Bay situation and was like, you know what? This team is bad for me. The cap situation sucks. I want out. Maybe I'll go to San Francisco. Maybe there's some larger picture here. And he tried to shop around in retirement and force the Bucks hand and be like, look, I kind of raised your franchise value right. by roughly a billion dollars, basically between him signing and with them winning the Super Bowl, the franchise value of the Bucks went up like roughly 30%. And he's like, just release me and let me go. Like, you're welcome. I know. I think that's going to be one of those theories is like maybe he tried to do the thing where it's like, oh, it's a wink, wink, nod, nod. I just want to go somewhere else. You guys will do the right thing and let me go. And Bruce Arians is like, nah, God, run it back, run it back. At the combine, I think Arians was like, no, we're not going to let, we're not going to trade him. If he if he's coming back, it's for us. Or I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was basically like shut the door on the idea of like trading Brady. Dude, Bruce Arians, the head coach for the Bucks, and Jason Light, the GM, when they were talking about, you know, we're leaving the door open for Brady, we're leaving the light on, whatever they said. Yeah. I yeah, kind of yeah. thought in the back of my head, man, that's pretty desperate. Like, dude, they're not coming back for you. And I'm like, wow. Look at that. Turns out. They came back. Yeah, no, so I think like my my initial reaction, like I said, was super excited. I think it's good for football. I think it's fun. Obviously, big time fantasy implications like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. What does this mean for like, is Fournette going to come back and play for the Buccaneers again? Because Fournette was kind of Tom Brady's guy last year in terms of the running back group. So that's going to be interesting. Well, so wait, Rob Gronkowski, it's more than just Fournette. Rob Gronkowski. Gronk, yeah, sorry. Forgot about Gronk. Does he come back? I think he's back. He'll be back. Never mind that they just franchise tag Godwin. Not to mention, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to realize Brady back. This is now half the Bucks' offense we're talking about because Brady mm-hmm. is number one, Fournette, Gronk. They also had uh, one of their guards, Alex Kappa. Their other guard, Ali Marpet, retired. He's not even 30 yet. And then you also have Ryan Jensen, who's the center for the Bucks' hitting right. free agency. And it's like, dude, all of these guys are going to think twice about playing with Brady again. Like, none, like everyone is going to think twice about, do you want you know, X percent more money, or do I want to try to win another Super Bowl ring with Tom Brady? That is half of Tampa Bay's offense. That's what is that? Five of 11 players. Then there's the defense. That's Jason Pierre-Paul, Ndamukong yep. Sue, Sue, Carlton Davis. I think Jordan White had the safety. Carlton Davis is cornerback. Jordan White has the safety. Those guys are probably going to think twice. Do I want to come back? Like, this is a huge deal for whether Tampa can retain talent. So I, I don't know. It's it's a lot of dominoes. There's no coincidence when Brady is doing this, right? Like, it's there's no. a few hours here until the legal tampering period opens up. He obviously is thinking ahead and being like, look, if I'm going to come back, I want this team to be as good as possible. I'm going to announce it. This is going to get all the guys that are hitting free agency to think twice, like you're saying, in, in terms of like, what do, what do I want to achieve in 2022? Do I want the most money possible? Which some guys will definitely want because, look, you only get one career and you got to maximize yeah. the money. You know, this is a very difficult, uh, tough sport that you never really know, like, how when you're going to end your career. And they won the ring with Brady once. Like, it's not the gap between I've never won a Super Bowl and Tom Brady wants to win a ring with me is not as big as well I've won one ring with Brady do I want to win a second it's like well you got your ring maybe now you get your money like it's not the same appeal obviously the Buccaneers have a lot of holes in their roster right now and there's a lot of free agents I'm generally not that worried I think that they will find ways to fill those holes and find guys that exactly like you were saying like mercenaries that want to come and play for one year you're going to get the guys that are going to want to do the prove it season with the Bucks because you know they're going to be a good team there's a lot of good players around them Obviously, if you're going to come in and play with Tom Brady on offense, you're going to look better. So I, I don't think they're going to have that big of a problem 
you know, filling some of the gaps in, in terms of what their their roster really needs right now, especially in that division, which is just like kind of a mess right now. This is not this is just pure speculation, but I'm just throwing out some yeah. of the top free agents out there. I know the Bucks cap situation is very difficult. Yeah, they're over the cap currently. Well, they'll figure it out. The cap's a mess, but I'm just saying there are certain very good free agents out there that could fill some holes. Like they have Brandon Scherf from the guard from Washington. There's Teron Armistice from the Saints. There are guys who have look could make dozens of million dollars, but also have not won Super Bowls. And you never know what, like, maybe they might look and be like, you know what, I want to play with Tom Brady. I'm not saying that will happen, but you don't know what motivates certain people. And, like, someone's going to want to play with Tom Brady. So it's crazy. And it does affect, you know, those guys could go somewhere else, and instead they might go to Tampa Bay. So that's crazy. And then as you were saying, also fantasy-wise, I mean, Godwin and Gronk. I mean, it, it changes everything about Godwin and Evans. Like, number one, Godwin's coming back from an ACL injury, so that's going to be something that we have to monitor in terms of like when he can get back on the field. But Evans, I think, was going to fall dramatically in terms of ADP this offseason. Um, that, I think, will this will stop him from falling. He'll probably end up being right around where he was last year. He doesn't have to worry about Antonio Brown eating into some of his uh, target rate this year, too, and that could potentially boost him up even more. So I think fantasy-wise, you got two good receivers here that opens things up. I think Brady led the NFL in yards last year. He did. And he was second in MVP voting. And, and that's kind of coming back to like yeah. why he's doing this. Part of me is just like, you know what? Look, he said he would retire when he sucked. And last year, he didn't suck. He was second in MVP voting. You said this so many times, and I, I kind of brushed it off. I should have listened more because that is an amazing point. Like, he, re- he really just... I'm, a, I'm guessing that's a huge part of why he's coming by. He's like, look, I can still play, man. Like, I'm still really good. Yeah. <laughs> and also, and also, he always said 45. And I do think 45 was a somewhat arbitrary goal. It was kind of like, that seems impossible. Let me try. It's a nice round number. And then he got to 44. And part of me is like, well, maybe he's just wondering, wow, I got to 44 and was second in VP voting. I always said 45. Why am I stopping now? Because now he's probably wondering, can I do 50? I really think at this point it's kind of just this tug of war between him and his family life. I I don't know. I don't Who knows? But again, imagine just throwing out 45 at, what, eight, nine years ago? And then you get to 44 and you're second in MVP voting and you're going to stop. Did he say it? He said it that long ago? I think it was 2014. I mean, the messed up part is 2014 was uh, seven years ago, was it not? Eight years ago? That's the problem. But I, it also reminds me, Wright Thompson, who's this amazing writer at ESPN, mm-hmm. covered Michael Jordan. And he wrote a, a great profile of Michael Jordan when Michael Jordan turned 50. And I think Sports Illustrated finagled it so that Michael Jordan's 50th cover of Sports Illustrated was for Michael Jordan's 50th birthday. And they actually released a, a tiny, back when magazines mattered, like physical ones, an actual issue just of Michael Jordan stories from Sports Illustrated. And the cover was Michael Jordan at 50. And Wright Thompson mm-hmm. wrote this incredible thing about how Michael Jordan just desperately wants to be 218 pounds because that's what his playing weight was. And it was about how Michael Jordan cannot accept he cannot get back to 218. But really, it was because Michael Jordan cannot accept that he, he's done with basketball. Like Michael Jordan at 50 still thinks he could be in the NBA. And I was also thinking about it today with Brady, where it's like the mentality it takes you to get to that level just kills you as you age because it's this indefatigable belief in self. It just does not groove with the idea of aging and giving up on things. But eventually you do. And look, how long did Jordan go from retiring? I mean, never mind the, the mid-Bulls retire, but going from Bulls to Wizards? It was multiple, like many years. Brady didn't make it two months. 40 days. <laughs> 40 days. I mean, it's basically, mo- isn't that, the- in-, in Judaism, that's where you get he if you wandered the, the desert. Yeah. yeah, he wandered the desert for 40 days. Greg Rosenthal had a great tweet. He's like, Brady watched his own funeral and he didn't like it one bit. <laughs> it's true, though. We all eulogized him. Like, 
obviously like the whole early announcement of his retirement the saga where he like was like i'm not retiring and then three days later he was retiring do you think that brady just dropped the football torah do you think that's what happened here he what uh, no it, it, it's a judaism joke any jews listening will get that but if not <laughs> anyway okay. the draft so so the buccaneers obviously have a later pick in this year's draft and we were kind of thinking they would look quarterback maybe possibly so they got the 27th pick yeah. So before it was like in range that they could go quarterback. We weren't sure because they were looking at veterans sure. or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like now if Brady's back, you have to think that they kind of go plug and play guy who can contribute this year, just like they draft Tristan Wirfs to be their starting exactly. tackle and protect exactly. Brady's blindside for Super Bowl run. DK, you have your dra- mock draft, NFLdraft.theringer.com. You have your draft guide. It's phenomenal. Please check it out. NFLdraft.theringer.com. Shameless plug. Does the, you gave them Kenyon Green from Texas A&M? This still makes a lot of sense, I feel like. Yeah. Does Brady coming back change your calculus about that? No, I mean, I think so. Yeah, the biggest holes I would say on the roster right now before free agency are offensive line, and then they probably got to get either pass rushers or secondary, like cornerbacks. So I think it would make a ton of sense for them to adjust the offensive line because like keeping Brady upright is the most important thing that they can do this year. And you know, there's going to be a lot of pretty good offensive linemen in that range, honestly. So I, I think that they have a really good option here, like Zion Johnson out of Boston College, Kenyon Green um, from Texas A&M. There's a couple of tackles that are going to be still there, likely, you know, in that 27 area. And the other thing is there's good edge rushers in this class. So there is a chance that they're going to have a plug and play, not starter necessarily, but rotational guy that can come in and rush the passer, pin his ears back. The Buccaneers, dude, they're going to do it again. Like, they're going to actually be well set up here to draft a guy on on day one that could come in and play at one of those key positions. I don't know if it'll be offensive line, corner, or pass rusher, but those would be the the three that I would look at um, for them to do right away because that's, like, high-impact year one thing, right? Like, and that's what they got with Wirfs. He was an all-pro, I believe, his first year. And I'm not saying they're going to get a caliber of player as Wirfs at this spot. They probably won't. But they'll. I do think they have an opportunity here with the way that this class sets up with pass rushers and offensive linemen both being pretty deep groups um, that they could get a starter. So I'm sure that was baked into the calculus for Brady a little bit. Probably not a big part of it, but like he knows that they can kind of like make some moves here and, and shore up the roster before they before the season starts. It's not just worse. You know, the year that Brady went to the Bucks, they also drafted Antoine Winfield Jr. in the second round yep. and he picked off Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl like. That's kind of why I never thought Aaron Rodgers was going to get traded because I'm like, if you Rodgers, you got limited years left. Let's, I mean, hypothetically, you know, back in the day, we thought Rodgers was going to go to Denver. And I kind of was like, if you're Rodgers and you're hitting free agency in the spring of 2023, why do you want Denver to trade two firsts and two seconds for you when you could go to Denver a year from now and play with those people? And obviously they ended up trading those picks for Russell. With the guys that they're adding for those picks. Yeah, but yeah. Russell wasn't hitting free agency next year. And that's kind of where Brady is the same thing, where it's like, you want to play with the guys. So anyway, I, I think you're right. I think that hitting a guard like Kenyon Green makes a ton of sense for Tampa Bay. Uh, obviously, it, it, it takes Tampa Bay out of the trade market for a quarterback. And there's a lot of implications. They're probably not ticking, you know. Kenny Pickett or at a pit or someone at quarterback, but I think this is crazy. Thank God we're not entering the Kyle Trask era. Yet. Yeah, no, no one, no one needs Kyle Trask to play quarterback for the Buccaneers. But this is crazy. And at the end of the day, I mean, who's the other backup they had last year? I can't remember. His oh, name. it's Blaine Gabbard, isn't it? Blaine Gabbard, yes. <laughs> Bruce Arians tried to say with a, a straight face that Blaine Gabbard was going to play quarterback for the, the Tampa God. Bay Buccaneers. All right, I'm sure we're going to learn more about this 
as you know, we got through the you know the yeah. day, the week, the year. We're gonna learn more about what the hell just happened, why it happened. But we wanted to give you our immediate thoughts. So I'm Danny Heifetz. This is Danny Kelly. We were not able to have Ben Sulk or Craig Rollback, but check out the NFL Draft Show. It's free agency this week. It's a Sunday evening. They're doing stuff. Yeah, they're they're busy. They have things. They have lives. <laughs> we don't. So, you know, that's why we're here for you. So we got still have episodes coming for you with this week on the NFL Draft Show. We have free agency recaps. We have all that jazz coming for you. So please stick around. And then, yeah, we I mean, check out the ringer.com. Great website. And of course, NFL Draft the ringer.com. DK's draft guide. DK's mock draft. Everything yeah. you want to know about all the important prospects. Everything you got. We got stuff coming for you. That is the best draft guide in the business. So, yeah, I think that's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Chris, for producing this episode on Chris. zero notice, just out of the ether. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. And then, you. of course, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Simon and Garfunkel. I don't know why. I, I Yeah, sure. Okay. That makes no sense. Cool. I was trying to think of a Tom Brady-related band, but I couldn't come up with anything. Got Did anything you just think of them because they're old? Yeah, because <laughs> no, not, he's not that old. I don't know why I thought of it. Probably because they're old. All right, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.